0: If it's Thursday, it's Dr. P on the pod.
1: Join the Bomb in Gilead on Friday, May fourth, twenty eighteen, for our Body and Soul Night in Richmond, Virginia, at the Four Points by Sheraton Hotel near the Richmond Airport. This free event will include cooking demonstrations, line dancings, and many prizes. Register today at www.bombengilead.org.
0: If it's Thursday, it's Dr. P. On the pod, guess what? It's May. It is May. Do you know what I remember most about May as growing up in Lincolnville? Is that we only ate crabs during the month with an aura in it. So when we got down to May and June and July and August, there was no aura. In those months. So therefore, we didn't eat no crabs in the summertime. Now that, I just thought about that when I said May. So I guess I better go out and maybe get my last crab. Because I know there's some lingering crabs somewhere. I love crabs. Because in May, June, July, and August, you are not supposed to eat crabs. Because it does the month doesn't have an aura in it. That's old school. You know we eat crabs all the time now. Crabs, crab legs, all the time. But back in the day, I know you all know what I'm talking about. No R in the month, we weren't eating no crabs. But it's May. It's May, and the best thing about May is Mother's Day. Mother's Day is Sunday, May 13th, and Happy Mother's Day. We need to say Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers and sisters and aunties, those that are on the earth and those who are in glory. Happy Mother's Day. Sunday, May 13th is coming. Well, Friday, May 4th, I do believe that is tomorrow, Body and Soul Night. The Bomb in Gilead is hosting Body and Soul Night. We're going to have a great time at the Four Points, Four Points Hotel, Sheraton Hotel on Laburnum Avenue here in Richmond, Virginia. If you're not in Richmond, can't get to, us, call somebody. We're gonna have a great time. We're gonna do some lion dancing, lion dancing. <laughs> We're gonna do some line dancing. We're gonna have some prizes. We're going to have free food. We're going to have some cooking demonstrations. It's going to be fabulous. You don't want to miss it. You can go to our website and see more about it. Body and Soul Night, Friday, May 4th, starts at 7 o'clock. I think it's from 7 to 10. So put your comfortable shoes on and come on out and do some line dancing with me. Uh, I'm going to be, guess what? I'm going up to New York City. (laughs) You know, I lived in New York City for 30 years. When I go back, I say, how did I live in this city? But I'm excited. May 7th, Monday. May 7th, I'm going to be at the 13th Annual Iris House Women as the Face of AIDS Summit. uh, Up there in Harlem. That's the 13th Annual Iris House Women As the Face of AIDS Summit, May 7th, up in New York City. I can't wait to get to New York City. And then from there, I think I'm going down home to Charleston. Ah, going to Lincolnville. Got to go see about my folks. Got to go visit the cemetery, see about my ancestors, and do all of that. So we are excited. As always, we are on the road We are excited that we are going to be talking about lupus today. Lupus, May is Lupus Awareness Month. And it is a disease that is really, really uh, a disease that really we don't talk much about. And 90% of people with lupus are women. Most often strikes between ages 15 and 44. And African Americans are three times at greater risk for lupus than anybody else. So we have decided that we need to spend more time here at the and Gilead talking about lupus. So let's get started. We have two special guests today and I'm just excited about it. Guess what? It's Thursday and if it's Thursday, it's Dr. P on the pod. Hello, my name is Brindalyn Jenkins-Bozeman. I am the pastor of the Hudson Memorial CME Church in Augusta, Georgia. We are so delighted to be a part of the Southeast Diabetes Faith Initiative. We desire to be healthy in mind, body, and spirit. And this initiative will aid us in doing just that. Come and be a part of this life-saving, life-transforming
1: program. One out of three American adults has prediabetes, and most of them do not know it. Register for this free program today, www.balmandgilead.org.
0: If it's Thursday, it's Dr. P on the pod. I am so glad to have the National Director of Advocacy and Programs of the Lupus Research Alliance, and she is Diane Gross. Uh, We we are talking about lupus today. It's all about lupus awareness, a topic we do not talk enough about in the African-American community. Diane, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. So, tell us about, let's jump right into the conversation. Tell us about uh, the Lupus Research Alliance and, you know, what what does it do, uh, why does it exist, and what do
2: you need us to know? So, um, the Lupus Research Alliance exists to find a cure for lupus. We fund research. We've been around um, for uh, just over 15 years. We're actually, Lupus Research Alliance itself came into being in 2016. We were the merger of several other organizations. But our goal again is to you know find better treatments and a cure for research. So we fund research ranging from, you know, um, Ben's research, looking at cells and how cells work, through translational research all the way now to clinical trials. So there's a lot of promising things going on and a lot of excitement. Um, some of the things that we have funded are finding their way through the research and development process and, and being tested in um, some, new, uh, some new medications. There's only one medication that's ever been developed specifically for lupus and it doesn't work for everyone. So finding new treatments is very important. Um, So, you know, a little bit about um, lupus. Lupus uh, predominantly impacts women. About 90% of people with lupus are women. Uh, There's some genetic and hormonal components as well as environmental. We don't completely understand all the, um, the genetics um, behind it or why women necessarily get lupus more than men, but that is something that we are looking into because maybe that will help uh, to better understand. Um, but like you said, we don't talk about you know lupus enough and it's one of those um, diseases that for the most part, unless you your skin is impacted, um, which would be cutaneous lupus, which is not the case for everybody, Um, You know, it's really driven by severe fatigue, joint and muscle pain, uh, maybe high fevers, mouth sores, and then of course all the the internal um, damage that lupus can do. So, you know, we often hear that, you know, people are told, but you don't look sick. So people don't necessarily understand the complexity of the disease. Um, Lupus is an autoimmune disease and um, it's systemic lupus erythematosus because it can impact any um, part of your body, any organ in the body, skin, lungs, heart, um, your muscles and joints, blood, and kidneys, kidneys being one of the more devastating manifestations. So other unlike other autoimmune diseases that might target one organ, um, you know, lupus can really impact any part of the body. Central nervous system, you know, is also another um, severe manifestation of lupus.
0: So, so, Diane, you know, African-Americans are three times at greater risk for lupus um, and often are affected more severely. Does your research indicate why that is?
2: So we don't know the answer to that and that's one of the things I think we're trying to better understand and I think that's something that will, you know, emerge more from better understanding the genetics of lupus, which is quite complicated because right now there have been a lot of genes identified um, with potentially being related to lupus. And again, because it's a very complicated illness because it's systemic. So um, so the fact that we don't exactly know why, but we do know that's an issue, is um, a big part of where and how we focus our awareness and outreach efforts. Um, so including opportunities like this um, to, you know, help to make people aware of lupus and think about the signs and symptoms. And, you know, if you go to your doctor and you say, I'm extremely tired and I've been having a fever, you know... Um, don't let them just push it off on. Well, you know, you're just not feeling well at the moment, um, because often it takes people many years and many doctors to be diagnosed. So we we've also do you know provider education to try and help provider um, healthcare providers that serve and, and work in communities where there are high populations of. Um, you know, people of African-American descent or Latino descent who are more um, prone to to get lupus and helping to educate also providers in those communities to better understand that, you know, if a young woman walks into your office who should otherwise be healthy, you know, you need to think about lupus or, you know, other, um, you know, autoimmune diseases that may have overlapping, you know, symptoms as well.
0: We know that... Um African Americans are often underrepresented in clinical trials. You know, we uh we don't quite uh, always go toward clinical trials. Uh but that is changing. I'm very happy to say. Do you um are you finding that you have um I don't want to say the word enough, but do you have representation of African Americans in your clinical in your clinical studies? Uh, especially when we have so much uh, of the disease?
2: So that is a really good question, and it is something that we are really working hard on. Um, our Lupus Clinical Investigator Network is, is comprised of about 58 um, academic institutions across Canada and, and and the U.S., and a large part of our, our focus um, is on doing education programs and outreach to communities of color that really we do need to get involved um, in trials because when you know, when, when the next Lupus drug comes on the market, we want to know that it works for everybody, or if it doesn't, who does it work for? why doesn't it work? Um, So it's it's very important for people to participate in trials, and we do have several initiatives going on.
0: So, Diane, if someone is listening, if one of my listeners, you know, um, because we do have uh, someone who is living with um, lupus who is going to be on the show also today, Um, if someone is listening with this prevalence of lupus in our community, where can they call to get more information on clinical trials?
2: So um we have a website that's um lupustrials.org. Okay,
0: lupus and lupus l u p u s trials t r i a l s.org.
2: Yes. And that um site and there is a phone number there um is solely dedicated to sharing information about uh, clinical trials and about lupus and there's some general information about clinical trials. Um, you know, to help people understand what clinical trials are and are not. I think there's a lot of misperceptions out there about clinical trials. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, for example, people don't realize that actually when you're in a trial, you're, you know, potentially getting better care because you're being monitored a lot. Um, And people don't understand that, you know, if something happens and they're not feeling well or for whatever reason, if they need to leave a trial, you know, they can, Um, And there's just, uh, you know, a lot of misperceptions about there, and I think also, you know, providers don't necessarily ask their patients, so, um, you know, somebody who has lupus or any other condition who's interested in being in a clinical trial, if their physician's not involved in one, um, you know, they can look up and find some resources. Um, you know to see about getting involved in a, in a trial
0: okay well that, um, that, that, that let me give you that that website again is lupustrials.org if you are listening to the broadcast today and you know someone who is living with lupus or perhaps you're living with lupus and would like to know more about clinical trials go to lupus. Trials.org. Diane, we are so excited to have you on the show today. Um, thank you so much for taking the time, and I want to have you back at some point.
2: Well, thank you. I um, greatly uh, appreciate the opportunity and anything we can do to help spread the word. And if people just want more information on lupus in general, um, our main website
0: is lupusresearch.org. Lupusresearch.org. So you have two websites to go to, lupusresearch.org and lupustrials.org. All right. Well, Diane... Thank you so much, and uh, would you go to our HealthyChurchesConference.org and see what we're doing. We would love to invite you to come and be with us in Alabama at the Healthy Churches 2020 Conference, November 13th through the 16th, down there in Alabama.
2: I am am planning on being there. We did uh, one of my colleagues and uh, Tyresa um, were there last year, and we are very excited to... um, Be there again. I can't wait. I can't wait either. Thank you so
0: much, Diane. Listen, y'all, if it's Thursday, it's Dr. P on the pod.
1: This episode has been brought to you by Healthy Churches 2020 National Conference. Join us in Point Clear, Alabama, November the 13th through the 16th. Register today at www.healthychurches2020conference.org.
0: Well, we are so excited uh, to have my next guest, who is Tyresa Sellers. She lives in Queens, New York. And uh, Tyresa, thank you so much for joining the show uh, today to share with us Living with Lupus. Uh, We are focusing on Lupus um, on this podcast because Lupus is a disease in our community, in the African-American community that we don't talk much about, uh, we don't know much about, um, and, you know, we know that it's an autoimmune disease, if if we know that, uh, but many, many, many of our brothers and sisters are living with lupus, and I'm just so, uh, we're just so happy and honored and blessed, Tyresa, that you've joined us to share um, some of the Some of the uh, daily, the daily, um, your daily journey of living with lupus. Uh, Teresa Sellers from Queens, New York. How are you today?
3: Doing okay, not too bad. I can't really complain. Um, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to be a part of this wonderful podcast interview, and I um, look forward to answering all of your
0: questions and informing more people on what lupus is. Well, I see that you have been—you were diagnosed with lupus in. July 2008 2008. when you were 20 years old well you know share with us (laughs) a little bit about you know um you know I don't I don't know your story and but I know sister you got a story so I'm just going to let you share (laughs) what you feel I know you are a great advocate you attended Healthy Churches Conference in Hilton Head and I hope to see you in Alabama later on in November um share with us um, what you would like our audience to know uh, about lupus and you know, your, some of your experiences and journey of living with lupus.
3: Diagnosed in July 2008 with lupus, but I was tested before that in 2006. I was in um, my senior year of high school, and I began developing these seizure-like episodes. And I say seizure-like because I wasn't diagnosed with seizures, but at the time they were given, I was um, prescribed medicine that was used to treat seizures. So it possibly could have made me worse. I'm not completely sure, but that's just a brief background to say that when I was those episodes, said they said I had something called conversion disorder, So, which is, um, um, and, and all the listeners can Google that and, and see what it is, but briefly, I'll just say it's um, basically where they told me I wasn't coping with life, and as a high school student, you know, being told that made me feel a little, oh, crazy, you know, like, I didn't know what was going on with me, um, so I just, to me, that like they were just telling me I don't know how to handle life, and that's why I was reacting that way. But once I was in the hospital for about a week, they watched me, they monitored my brain, all of that stuff. And once they did that, that's when they said it was conversion disorder, and they confirmed it. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm not having seizures. I just need to learn how to, you know, deal with life, I guess. So I took it, you know, I just said, okay, I take it and leave it. Um, And I was fine. I didn't have any kind of illnesses, any kind of issues for like two years. Until 2008 came around and for about a month, like five weeks, I thought I just had the flu and I thought that it was, um, because I thought it was the flu because I wasn't eating, um, I I didn't have any kind of bowel movements, like any kind of anything like that for like five weeks straight. So they took me to the emergency room and I lost about 30 pounds, um, I had to do two blood transfusions and they were testing me for leukemia that's how bad it was um I was in
0: a hospital for about a week straight and finally literally three days before my birthday um they diagnosed me with lupus so Tyresa you're telling me that your diagnosis before on the way of getting a lupus diagnosis that a doctor told you that your your diagnosis was you didn't know how to handle life is that what you uh, is that what you're saying
3: What I'm saying, well, no, what I'm saying is, when I
0: was first tested
3: for lupus, they were telling, um, they tested me for lupus, but it came back negative, and instead, they said I had the conversion disorder, and that's what, they, they said that, that, when I googled it and searched it, they said, um, conversion disorder is when you're not able to cope with life, something in those terms, but because, when it, when I found out what, when they told me that, and then, you know, after going through everything, um, I just was relieved that you know I didn't have a disease or or anything like that or any kind of condition, so I didn't really look into it. And literally, everything went away. Like I didn't have any more of those episodes. Nothing was going on with me anymore. I, it literally was like you know, like like literally from one day to the next, I just felt better. Wow. It was very it was very weird, and that's why I was saying that with lupus is complicated because something like that, you know, um, when I. Now because seizures are a symptom of lupus, so you know something like that, with all of that, they said I had conversion disorder, um and it wasn't lupus, but then two years later, I got diagnosed
0: with lupus. Wow, so listen, tell us one thing, yeah. one thing you want our listeners to know about lupus to increase their awareness. I want them to know that um. Oh my goodness, it's so many things I would like them to know. But like I can one imagine, thing I can imagine. Even
3: though it looks, yes, yeah, even though it um, it looks really hard and it looks devastating and, you know, uh, I don't want to say depressing, but, you know, like sad. It's something that um, I can vouch for everybody that I know that I've met with lupus. Um, this is some. This is a disease that builds you up. It strengthens you. You know, not right away. It's not. It's definitely not easy. Every day is hard. Um, you know what I mean. But it's about your like. It's about your mindset that really and your support system that really gets you through an illness like this. Because if it wasn't for my family, my friends, um, you know, just understanding certain situations or, you know, um, certain conditions, or I'm not able to do certain things like I used to, um, it goes a long way. So I would say the one thing I really would like people to know is to be supportive if they know someone, you know, with lupus or any kind of autoimmune disease, because we
0: really go through a lot. Tell tell us a little bit about your vision for your nonprofit. You know, I'm big on nonprofits. I'm a guru of nonprofits. (laughs) What do you, what do you, Okay, so
3: my vision with my nonprofit is to be able to create an outlet or some kind of platform um, for people like myself, you know, I'm a young black female and um, we're we're more so, uh, I don't want to say that we're the only ones that that get diagnosed with lupus, but it's more so um, dominant in the minorities. So because of that, I really want to, be a voice and a platform for us and um, be able to uh, create events of awareness, whether it be a nice brunch, I have someone come speak, or, you know, something fun like a health day, a field day. Uh, But it's about having fun and learning about lupus to raise money to um, donate to research. That's my ultimate goal. As far as, um, you know, what extends from it, where it takes me, I don't know yet, but um, that just makes it all, you know, uh, fun in the in the building process of this nonprofit. So what, I plan to have it um, completed very soon and um, get to work right away.
0: <laughs> well, well, my sister, I want you to uh, stay steadfast with your vision. Um, you know, as you may know, the bomb in Gilead was just a little idea I had 29 years ago. And um, you know I do believe that when the Lord gives you a vision, He will give you everything that you need to manifest his vision because all the glory and all the honor goes to him. We are just so excited and just happy that you took some time to share with us. My sister, Ty, Tyresa Sellers, Uh, we're going to keep you in our prayers as you continue to uh, be and give all that you have to give um, and just live the best life. That you have already been called to live. Thank you so much for being with us. If it's Thursday, it's Dr. P. Thank you so much. On the pod.
1: Join the Bombing Gilead on Friday, May 4th, 2018, for our Body and Soul Night in Richmond, Virginia, at the Four Points by Sheraton Hotel near the Richmond Airport. This free event will include cooking demonstrations, line dancings, and many prizes. Register today at www.bombinggilead.org.
0: I hope you have enjoyed the show today. I've learned a lot. Uh, it's just been really, really educational learning about lupus. I want to make sure that you don't forget to go and visit lupusresearch.org and lupus trials. .org. If you know someone uh, or if you are living with lupus, please spread the word on these tremendous resources. Don't forget to go and visit bombinggilead.org as well as Healthy Churches 2020. We are six months out from the greatest conference ever, the fifth annual Healthy Churches 2020 National Conference, going down to Alabama you need to go right now and download our conference brochure. The conference brochure is on the website. You can download it for free, and you can see all about what you're getting ready to get when you get to Alabama with us November 13th through the 16th. Please have a fantastic rest of your day. Whenever you're listening to the uh, podcast, whether it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever day it is, just know that I am always somewhere close by whispering in your ear, whispering, yes, there is a bomb in Gilead. Be good. I love you. Take care of yourself. Guess what? If it's Thursday, you know it. It's Dr. P on the pod.